Good morning, St. Abraham's. I've asked Mr. Baker in our upper school to help harmonize and sing with us No Nobies this morning. So Mr. Baker is going to give us a count off. Thank you, everyone. Happy Monday. Um, I would love to invite up leadership at this time to give us a new tally of house points. Okay, so we've added up the points from Reformation Day and added them to the overall totals from this year so far. And in fourth place is George with 10,050 points. Uh, In third place with 11,380 is Calvin. In second place, with 12,170 points, is Augustine. In first place, with 12,910, is Aquinas. Good job, Aquinas. Good job, everybody. That was fun Friday, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, um, at this time, I would love to invite up Mrs. Martin for sports. We can clap. Come on, people. All right, we just had the end of our fall season for sports. And so I'm going to give out some awards for the high school volleyball team. Um, The first awards I'm going to give out, um, these are for just the the seniors on the team so we can recognize them. I'm going to get a little emotional with, like, announcing the seniors in their last volleyball games. But with each senior, you're going to get a letter award, which is also I'm handing out for the first time. This is pretty exciting. Some St. Abe's letters. There you go. Get yourself a cool jacket and sew it on there. Lines, you don't have your girlfriend with you. (laughs) So our first senior we're going to honor, who has played volleyball as many years as she's been able to, 
um, is our senior Eden Bartlett. Second senior, um, who played part of the season this year, but she has played varsity sports uh, volleyball a couple years ago, is Madison Courtney. Is she here? Is she here today? Uh, next, she's not here today. Next senior, um, who has also played varsity sports for us for a couple years, is Annalisa Matangelo. senior who is also not here today is Kendall Olenberger. So those are just for the seniors earning their letters. Um, I also have some awards from the, for the team uh, that their coach wanted to award. So we're starting out uh, with most improved player, and there are two team members that were awarded most improved player. The first one is Grace Paul. There you go. The second uh, tie for most improved player goes to Asia McNabb. award is for most valuable player and um, coach Ingram wanted me to make sure to say that this award is being given not just for ability but that this player has an amazing attitude and is great help on the team and so is an all-around helpful player and teacher for the younger ones on the team and that's Eden Bartlett. Uh, Mr. Baker's going to say a few words about our cross-country team. Since there are only uh, two people on our cross-country team, we're not going to give out awards, but he would still like to recognize them. MVP for girls, MVP for boys. <laughs> we had a truly massive team. Um, no, I just wanted to, we had a great season this year. Um, I believe it was eight races, ultimately, eight or nine. Yeah, um, and so I've just got their uh, their first time. So Leaf's first time, first race this year was a 23:38, um, and he was in 50th place. Uh, <laughs> but his uh, second to last meet of the year, uh, he came in at a 19:58, so almost four minutes of improvement off his uh, original time, and came in at seventh place. Um, and he was always breaking up the packs of the other teams, breaking up the other teams' scores. Uh, and then Alex Paradiso. Her first run was a 21:49. She was pretty consistent throughout the year, um, but her best race, and I would say the highlight of the season, uh, was her win at the Artichoke Invitational. She won in the var uh, junior varsity JV girls category. Came in at 16:51. Uh, it was a slightly shorter race, but um, a very amazing time. Um, yeah, very persistent. 
um, and they were both just driving forces really for this season. So a great job, Leaf, and a great job, Alex, who's not here. So one more announcement about this week, which I forgot to say, um, the the cross-country team did it pretty amazing in that they got medals for almost every race. And a lot of those races, there were, they were racing about against about two to 300 other kids. So that's like seventh place out of like 200 boys. Alex got first place out of like 250 girls. So that's pretty exciting. Um, that's pretty amazing. Also, um, our high school volleyball team actually had the best record of any St. Abe sports teams we've ever had. They were eight and three. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. And the same coach that coached them is starting to coach tomorrow. Middle school boys basketball starts tomorrow after school with Coach Ingram. Um, so that starts this week. Middle school boys start tomorrow, Tuesday and Thursday after school here. And high school basketball team boys start today. Woohoo! <laughs> high school basketball starts today. Their practices are in Watsonville. Um, that starts with Coach Clark and with his assistant, Mr. Bisht. So that should be a fun team, too. All right. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I would like to introduce a special speaker this morning. Um, he's not just our sixth grade teacher. Um, he also has a degree from Western Seminary. He's the master of all things divine. Um, but he also is not just uh, intellectually at the forefront. He has a heart, and he loves people. And you see that played out in his relationships with the students and with one another. So at this time, let's welcome up Mr. Hennis. Yeah. Okay, so this week and for the previous few weeks, we've been talking about uh, saints in the past. Mr. O'Donnell has shared about uh, some saints from different generations, from years in the past. And what I love about this school, what I love about uh, the tradition here is that we get to celebrate those saints. You know, uh, not, not all Christians are aware that there's people that have gone before us. And not all Christians celebrate those who have gone before us. But I think it's really cool, and I hope you can see the value of uh, not just celebrating, but really uh, looking at these examples of the past and seeing what can we learn about them today. And uh, this morning, I want to take a, a, just a brief moment to talk about a really important missionary. You guys know who missionaries are? You heard of the word missionary? Yeah, they go, they go to places usually not where they're from. And they go and preach uh, the gospel. They preach about Jesus. And they share with people the good news. And uh, oftentimes it's to dangerous places. Oftentimes they have to learn a new language. Uh, they have to jump across cultural differences. And there's actually a whole s segment of learning called missiology. Not about missiles, but about missionaries. You can learn about missionaries called missiology. Maybe you could be a missiologist. That's a word, actually. And uh, anyway, when I, when I was in college, I studied a little bit about missionaries, and I heard about the big ones. Have you guys heard of a guy named William Carey? Or, yeah, yeah, the teachers have, for sure. Uh, uh, th there was all sorts of big missionaries. Uh, 
uh, Amy Carmichael, Hudson Taylor. Um, maybe you guys have heard a more recent one, Jim Elliott um, from the United States. Well, there's one guy that I want to highlight that I honestly had never heard about. Even it took me through uh, the time that I was uh, in school for, for a school for pastors, a seminary. And I learned about this guy named David Brainerd. David Brainerd. And this guy, to be honest with you, he's not, he's not a guy that um, gets a lot of attention. He's not a very, uh, he, I, don't, I don't think he's super well-known among missionaries. Um, in fact, he only was a missionary for four years. He only lived to age 29. Mr. Hennis is 29 right now. So he didn't live very long. He only lived 20, 29 years, 1718 to 1747 and so you might look at that and go, huh, why, why would we talk about him? He wasn't around very long. He was only a missionary for four years. He started being a missionary at t- age 25. Why talk about a guy who did so little? Well, it's because of uh, those four years and what he did in those four years that I think have some really cool uh, pieces that we can draw from today. Uh, just a little bit about him. <clears throat> David Brainerd lost both of his parents when he was really young. In fact, before he, he reached teenage years, he lost both his mother and his father. They both passed away. That would be pretty hard, huh, to lose both your mom and your dad. And so he left to live with his older sister, and he kind of grew up in their family. And uh, uh, he, he farmed for a little bit, but then he realized, you know, I need to get some education. And so he went to Yale, uh, Yale College, and uh, at the time there, he was, uh, he was really involved. And at the time, there was this thing called a spiritual awakening happening there. And a lot of the students were getting really f- passionate and fired up to, to go on mission, to be missionaries in foreign lands. And uh, one of his professors wasn't too fond of this. And he thought, oh, what are these, what are these kids up to? And he was very stern, kind of like a, you know, like a Mr. Mastriano or something. Just kidding. No, not like Mr. Mastriano. But... David Brainerd was overheard telling another student, my teacher, my professor, he has no more grace than a chair, which apparently was a big diss back in the day. You don't want to say that. And so that got back to the teacher, and he kicked him out of school. He was out of Yale. He no longer could attend there. He got expelled. So lesson number one, don't say that your teacher has less grace than a chair. Okay? Lesson one. All right. Well, David was out of college. He he got kicked out, but that didn't stop him from God's calling on his life. He ended up uh, being commissioned by a by a group to to go be a missionary to Native Americans uh, on the east coast of our nation in uh, Massachusetts and in surrounding states. And uh, and these were groups that um, you know there were language barriers, there were culture barriers, um, but they didn't know Jesus. None of them knew Jesus. And David Brainerd took it upon himself to say, you know what? They need to know about Jesus. They need, they need uh, the gospel. They need the good news. And so he left, uh, he left his land, he left his people, and he went to go be a missionary to them. But, you know, uh, he, there's some things about his life that uh, really are, are sad when you study. In fact, this, this picture, it's, I don't know how well you can see that. Not super well, but his eyes are, he kind of looks like my sixth graders by about 1.30 in the afternoon. He's kind of just lolling off. I don't know, I don't know where this painting came from, but uh, he's got his book down here and he's kind of just lolling off. I, I'm not a big fan of that one, but I, I do like, another person drew this sketch, and this is a, 
This is a better sketch. Let me tell you why. David Brainerd uh, was a man who suffered many, many illnesses. Uh, he, he suffered from pneumonia. He suffered uh, just a poor, poor kind of immune system. You guys have these bodies that can fight off diseases. He didn't really have a good system to fight those diseases off, so he got sick all the time. In fact, there were many times in his life where he would uh, just be walking in the morning between you know, the villages of the Native Americans, and he would be for hours at a time, he'd be coughing up blood. He would be so sick. Can you imagine that? And just the pain that that would be. And he would be up early just, just coughing and coughing and coughing and couldn't stop. And this was, this was prolonged for his whole life. He, he always had these illnesses. But what I find amazing is he didn't say, you know what, God, I'm kind of sick. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't do this whole missionary thing. He still went forward and, and preached the good news to these uh, Native Americans for these four years. So he suffered a lot. You can kind of you kind of see a little bit of suffering there, right, in this kind of cartoony drawing of him. But you know, what's also, uh, what's also interesting about him is that he suffered a lot from depression. He suffered a lot of just feeling melancholy, feeling down, feeling like God had left him or abandoned him, or just feeling like, you know, I'm not worthy. I, what am I doing out here? And, and he had these battles all the time. And, and for you older students, you, you might be familiar with this at this point in your life that um, you know, bouts of depression or bouts of uh, just being down on yourself can can just put you out of commission. Um, it can it can just sideline you, and you can just feel like, man, what do I have to offer? And and David not only was sick all the time, but he just felt almost on a daily basis like, God, I'm just not worthy. I'm just not I'm just not worthy of your attention and your affection. And yet, for these four years, he he struggled through that. He struggled through all those pieces, and he still preached to these Native Americans. And you know what kept drawing him back was considering, you know, God, I am no no person at all deserving of your grace. And these Native Americans, they don't even know about your grace. And so how can I stand by while, while I'm coughing or while I'm feeling down about myself and let these Native Americans go on without knowing who you are and without knowing the love that you have for, uh, for each one of them? And that's what drew him further and further and further into this mission work. Well, like I said, at age 29, he, he kind of went on a little break and he, reti- he spent some time um, at his good friend. You guys heard of Jonathan Edwards? Another famous guy who was around at the same time. He was good friends with Jonathan Edwards, and he stayed at his house for a few weeks. But unfortunately, he was bedridden. He was unable to leave the house, and he died of pneumonia at age 29. And so you might ask, well, what can we learn from, from this guy? He wasn't a lot around very long. He, he, he only had about four years of work. But what I love about David Brainerd is he understood something, I think, as good as any other Christian who's gone before us. And that's this. He understood that our time is limited. You know, kids, when you're, when you're young, sometimes it feels like you've got forever ahead of you. And in many ways, that's true. There, there's, you, have, you have, you know, uh, upper school to come, high school, you know, college someday, beyond college, career, um, growing old like this guy, right? You've got years ahead of you. But uh, however, David realized, you know what? we actually don't have any control over the time, right? We don't have control of when God's going to call us home. Um, I'm sure David did not have in his mindset, you know, hey, at age, I'll live to 29, and that'll be a great, great life to 29. He probably wanted to live a lot longer. And yet he understood that our time is limited. In fact, this is, this is probably my favorite quote. Can you guys see that? It says this, he says, Oh, Lord, he's praying to, to God one day, and he, he journaled a lot, and he said, Lord, may I never loiter 
on my heavenly journey. Now, not litter, not throw trash on the ground, okay? That's littering. Loiter. Do you guys know what loiter means? Not litter. Do you know what loiter means? What does it mean? Hang around somewhere for no reason. That's a perfect definition. I love that. Man, your fourth grade teacher is a rock star with that vocabulary. Holy moly. Yeah, loitering, loitering, that's, that's a perfect definition. Loitering is literally, it's, it's standing or waiting around without any apparent purpose. You know, just, just loitering around, got nothing better to do, right? And to be honest, you guys, I think loitering, we, we all face this thing called loitering. We all face this thing. Has anyone, you know, show of hands, has anyone ever wasted time before? Oh, oh, wow, okay, yeah, so you know, okay, all right. I'm going to put up two hands, okay, because I've double wasted time, okay? Yeah, and many of you are putting up two hands. You know, we, we can waste time in so many... Okay, you can put your hands down. Thank you. I think we understand. You know, we can waste time in so many different ways. Uh, there are so many things to grab our attention and to pull us away from what truly matters. But what I love about David Brainerd is when he prayed, he said, Lord, may I never loiter. May I never loiter. May I never be sitting around for no apparent reason on this heavenly journey, on my heavenly journey, on this journey that's leading to heaven. Because that's what he believed his life was. And you guys, the same is true for you. If you follow Jesus, you're on this journey toward heaven. You're on this journey uh, of walking toward, uh, walking with God, following Jesus. And, uh, and that doesn't start when you hit high school. It doesn't start when you graduate. Um, that's now. That's, that's absolutely now. Uh, God's word talks about this in Ephesians chapter 5. It says this in verse 15 and 16. It says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Huh, I wonder if any of us has walked unwisely before. Hmm. Well, anyway, making the best use of time, making the best use of time, making the very best use of time, because the days are evil. You guys, I don't have to talk long t- for you to know that these days are evil and uh, that, that now is the time to not waste and not take advantage and not, uh, or excuse me, not uh, just spoil and loiter our time, but now is the time to, uh, even today, uh, to consider what would God have for me? What would God have for me? And how can I be, uh, how can I walk away from loitering and walk uh, without loitering on, on this heavenly journey? Um, students, there are today even, there are things that you can do and there's things that you're called to that God has put you on this earth to do right now today. And in fact, if you have a mom and a dad, part of that is simply obeying them, is listening to them, is walking in their ways and, uh, and, and honoring them, like the Bible talks about. Um, classmates, hmm, you all seem like you have classmates. All of you uh, are, are called to love those around you, to love your classmates, to honor them and to respect them. All of you are called to walk uh, alongside them and your teachers as well. Uh, your teachers to walk uh, in obedience to them. And for those of you older students, um, you know, looking at high school and beyond, uh, your life, uh, man, your life is in dedication and service to the Lord. There's, uh, there's, there's really no time to waste. Um, there's no time that we should be wasting. And so my prayer would be that we would have the same, the same heart that, that Mr. Brainerd had, that, Lord, may I, may I never loiter on this heavenly journey. May I never walk and think, huh, 
am I doing anything with my life? Am I wasting it? Am I even using my time? But instead consider, how can I today even be using my time for God's glory? How can I be using this time, not as the Bible says, as God's word says, not uh, throwing it away, but making the best use of the time because today these days are evil. So remember that, guys. Even if you remember that vocab word, loiter, 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 and then put do not before that. Don't just think loiter and then loiter, but think loiter and then think, oh, yeah, don't loiter, okay? Think about how you can take advantage of the time today, this week, okay? Sound good? All right, let's pray together. Lord, we delight in you. God, we thank you for the many who have come before us. We thank you so much for David Brainerd. Even though he he only had a few years here, God, you knew exactly his life. You called him, and he served you faithfully despite some really uh, serious things that were happening to him. And God, I pray that we would learn as students, um, as teachers, all of us, that we would learn to never loiter in our heavenly journeys. Lord, help us to never uh, just, just take it for granted. Even this day, Lord, you've given us this day as a gift. We did not earn it. We did not cause the sun to rise. You gave it to us freely. So help us to consider that, Lord. Help us to consider what are you calling us to do today? What are you calling us this week? What, what is, what, uh, how can we be faithful to you even in this time? We love you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys can be dismissed to your classes, I think. Yes. All right.